Wrong, the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. Happy Labor Day, Shelby. Uh, yes, you too. What a what a te- what a time! The marking of the end of summer, and I feel like it never even began. Mm-hmm. I I was just you know down at the beach, <laughs> rode my bike back, living the dream here in yeah. Corona filled Florida. Which honestly, the cases <laughs> have been going down here, so I don't know what's happening, uh, but. <laughs> Something is happening. Oh, good. I'm glad you've had some fun in the sun. I I mean, we have a pool, so I guess that's close enough to the sandy white beaches of Florida. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very similar, I'm sure. Yeah. Good times all around. Really memorable holiday. Uh, totally <laughs> life-changing summer. Um, well, never forget this year, so... Yeah. Yes. Although the holidays really all run together. Like, what was the difference between uh, Memorial Day and Fourth of July and this? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, exact yeah. same days. Um, we got an email from one of our listeners. Oh. A, a wonderful, thoughtful email with a lot of really great points in it. So oh, goody. I'll dive in. This is from Luke. He says, it's been paining me to hear you both not have any reviews to read each week. But as one of your most dedicated fans, I've already left a review. So I thought I'd send an email. So, um, yes, people, please submit reviews so we don't get pity emails. But also this email is great. So thank you. First of all, I would buy merch. Like, no joke. If you have merch, I'll be purchasing sweatpants, shirts, stickers, hats, sweatpants, whatever it is, I'll buy it. And I have some friends that would be interested, too. Just a thought. So, Shelby, the people are asking. Yeah, I've got to start working on those. I've got to figure that out. Yeah, I'll have to see what other <laughs> i don't even know how you begin to have a merch account but i'll I'll look into it for sure yeah i mean i think I we just put it. our faces on articles just, of like, clothing different butt cheeks of the sweatpants <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes yes <laughs> yeah. uh, wow that'll be, mm. that'll be a bestseller yeah. for sure yeah. yes yeah. <laughs> okay moving on second of all pissers <laughs> is not a good name to call your fans i spent a while trying to think of one but the best i could come up with was ps nation do with that at what you will hey that's a taylor nation nod i yeah. I have to respect that yeah. so i'm i'm going to uh refuse that uh, as a name okay it's, well it's ps nation or it's the pissers matt like what do you want there has to be a third option there has to be please i beg of you dear god send me yeah. something Okay, here we go. Now we're getting to the good part of the email. Lastly, I just have to say that the constant Riverdale references are an eternal joy. Matt, don't (laughs) let Shelby shame you for making them. Thank you, Luke. Thank you. I'm glad that we have some people on my side supporting (laughs) the enduring success and genius of Riverdale, which apparently I saw on Instagram that writing for the fifth season, the writer's room is open. So I can only imagine what great stuff they're coming up with. I saw a headline that Lily Reinhardt was like, this is a prison. Are they filming right now or something? <laughs> she, I, I don't think they're filming. Did she say like, like being on Riverdale is a prison? The set is a prison, I thought she said. Maybe I just had a dream about it and it felt so real. I'm Googling this. No, it this. says, yeah, Lily Reinhardt, quote, feels like a prisoner, quote, returning to Riverdale set. <laughs> I thought you would have this story, so I didn't read any further, but... 
I didn't even know that. <laughs> well, I'm getting now. This is on Fox News. So can we just? Oh no, here's the CNN. Like, um, I was like, what is Fox News co- doing covering <laughs> Lily Reinhardt? I think she said it was all taken out of context, but. I, mean, I genuinely feel like a prisoner going back to work because I cannot <laughs> leave Canada. That doesn't feel good, she said. Oh. You can't go home for Thanksgiving, <laughs> can't visit your family, no one can come visit you unless they quarantine for two weeks. I see. Have they so started, though? Just, I don't know. Maybe she's saying that... Maybe she's saying she is hoping quarantine... She's hoping COVID ends before they start filming because she's currently a prisoner stuck in canada maybe that was her she also said all of the core four of us bought houses this year all of us cammy mendez just bought a house in silver lake cole sprouse just bought a house in the hills kj appa just bought a house in the hills earlier this year we made it it's like thank you riverdale so (laughs) she's excited for the money yeah and honestly what else is she doing she was in hustlers she had some movie that came out Mm. like on hulu or something recently nobody watched yeah was that good no i I mean i don't know i didn't watch it you're supposed to watch you're the riverdale king Right, but like, I don't know. I heard no buzz about it. <laughs> Didn't stop you from watching uh, Five Feet Apart. We covered that for the podcast. <laughs> well, we could have covered Chemical Hearts if you cared enough. I think that there, I, I feel like I did suggest that at some point, and there was something, something better. No. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Okay, moving on. As yeah. always, podcast is 10 out of 10. I would leave another review if I could. Best wishes, Aww. Luke. P.S. I was the one that wrote in the marathon question for your mailbag episode. Just ran my first marathon in May. What oh, marathon wow. did he run yeah. in May? <laughs> just a personal. I thought they were all shut yeah. down. Did, did he just like go out and run it by himself? I, maybe. That's so sad. <laughs> I mean, no, that's good. so inspiring. Matt. It that's is so, inspiring. Wow, it's, way mm-hmm. to take initiative, and and yes. you can be like, I haven't run at all. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but I have been biking, so you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, no, that is very cool that you ran a marathon in May. Mm-hmm. I guess by yourself, <laughs> which is sort of sad. Yeah. I hope that you uh, get to run another one with people, and you know, the is, whole shabam is this at some where point. You plug your book and your. Oh, yes, Good that is true. <laughs> I also am writing a book. Actually, I wrote the book. You it's called that. Marathoner. It's coming out next April. Hopefully, marathons will be up and running at that point. You can, you know, pre-order on BarnesandNoble.com. Yes. And also, Target.com has it up there. I don't oh know how or why, but they do. So Wait, so when I make our merch account, can we, like, make a P.S. You're Wrong stamped marathoner copy? <laughs> Can I write like a foreword and we'll have like a special edition of your book? I I think the podcast is going to be like in my bio or whatever. So at least it's that. I was thinking we could put our faces on the butt of like some running shorts. (laughs) Oh, Or maybe like a, maybe like sports bra. Yes. Now you're talking. Okay. I've got some ideas. I'm going to really cook them and and make them shine and I'll release some merch line shortly. Just in time for the holidays. Yeah. surprise mom look what i got you sweatpants with my face on the butt oh gosh wow what times we live in well well let's get into the news and tell me something i don't know um it's been a pretty slow week if we're being honest yes but 
One interesting story was John Boyega was featured on GQ. And he's of he's of Star Wars fame, you know. He played Finn. Oh yes, in the, mm-hmm. in the new Star Wars. And yes, he rode he, like a he rode like a giant wolf or something on a on a battleship, if I'm remembering correctly. <laughs> I think it was just like a horse, but whatever. But yeah, some kind of space creature. There was some stuff going on, but he's also been sort of since Star Wars ended. He's gotten some like heat on Twitter for always speaking his mind about the experience and not really you know kissing butt or or you know being like oh it's such a pleasure like it was a dream come true he's been like oh i'm so over these troll fans like you guys are toxic <laughs> you know he's spoken his truth which is good for him and he's also become more political or at least people have been paying attention more to his politics especially when he was part of the march for black lives matter at the beginning of the summer um so anyways in his gq article the big headline was that he talked about his star wars work and how it was frustrating um to feel like is he in something like how did he get the cover was he promoting something you or was know, he was just talking sure about Star Wars? He, well, no. I mean, he was... It was a big cover story. It might be because of how he's become more of this vocal figure. I don't know what he's promoting. <laughs> okay. I didn't read the whole okay. article. I okay. Read the, okay. Anyway. I read the Sorry juicy bits that <laughs> yes. Twitter was going off of on. <laughs> but basically, the the big piece was he was like... He was excited about the project and he thought the first script was just so interesting and he was thrilled to be a part of it, especially as a person of color in the in a pretty white um, franchise. But then he says what he was frustrated with Disney is that they should not bring out a black character, market them to be much more important in the franchise than they are, and then have them pushed to the side. And I mean, I think that's a fair point. And it's a criticism that a lot of the last three movies faced was just like the changes in character and like these lost threads that were kind of, I don't know, one movie seemed to imply something and then the next movie just didn't. And so I can see his frustration. But then people were like, oh, you're you're biting the hand that feeds you like you shouldn't do that. Like hello, why aren't you more grateful? This is the only reason we know you. But I mean, isn't it okay for him to say like, yeah, he enjoyed the experience, but like, but like it wasn't, it wasn't something he needs to continue to promote as like a great thing when it turns out they gave, as he says, this, all this nuance to Adam Driver, Daisy Ridley, all these people he loves, but then his character was kind of left just as this nothing figure that really didn't pay off in any real way. So a couple things. Number one, <laughs> it is in the great Star Wars tradition for the actors in the franchise to then complain about being in the franchise. <laughs> Carrie Fisher complained about being in it. She complained about being stuck in that stupid uh, like slave girl costume. Yeah. The kid who played Anakin in the Phantom Menace got like trolled and bullied basically out of acting. He was so bad like in that movie that... that he has talked about how he doesn't like it. I think Hayden Christensen's come out and said that he doesn't really fondly remember being in the movies Mm -hmm. so i don't necessarily think that it's that strange or unusual this is something that's been going on for decades where people Mm -hmm. in the star wars movies are sort of like (laughs) i don't know if this is the best thing for me and my career but then also the last three star wars movies were bad like (laughs) everybody hates at least one of them and if not multiple and i sort of forget that we even had this 
trilogy of Star Wars movies. <laughs> I try to delete it from my mind and just be like, okay, we had six good movies. Well, Passel movies it sort of made sense. And then we're just going to forget the other three. Right. Yeah. And I think it's sort of like, I mean, Star Wars fans can be a lot online. And I think they all yeah. came at him. And then he was like, and I mean, he faced a lot of racism, especially when he was first cast, where they were like, <laughs> they were like, <laughs> Why is he black? He's supposed to be a clown. Like, uh, this doesn't make sense. And so I think there's a natural resistance there. But then he also followed up the interview with a tweet where he's like, this isn't like a witch hunt. I'm not trying to be like ungrateful. He's just saying, I want to hopefully push people to notice things and then hopefully make a better change. So it's like, you know, good for him. And I did look it up and he is promoting a new movie, which is Steve McQueen's movie called small acts which i have not heard of but congrats to him <laughs> steve mcqueen did uh widows yeah <laughs> which you loved yeah. and he, yeah. he what was his movie before that oh 12 years of slave so Perfect. yeah There's he's done good stuff new coming hopefully this is good um speaking of uh movies that may or may not be coming out the Batman set was shut down, mm. the Robert Pattinson movie, because apparently Robert Pattinson has coronavirus. And when you're the star of the movie, that doesn't really work. <laughs> so they are now all, he is quarantining. The whole cast and crew, which is in the UK, like yeah. can't work for two weeks. This was shut down already once back at the beginning of coronavirus when only 25% of the movie was filmed. So it's like, is this Batman movie just like a cursed film? Is is the universe trying to tell us that we don't need another Batman, that maybe we've had too many Batmans <laughs> in the past like 15 years? Well, this one's called The Batman, isn't it? So yes. it's a little different. Right. You know, <laughs> The Dark Knight, Batman v Superman. It's v just Batman. like... Yeah, I I will say I'll take Robert Pattinson over uh, Ben Affleck, but... Yeah, I was sort of on the fence about that casting. Well, I guess I wasn't on the fence. I was in the field not really caring about that casting, but then I watched Tenet, and now I'm like an R-Pat stan, just because his face is much (laughs) prettier than I'd last seen, and also he's a good actor, it turns out. Well, I mean, I've known. I'm not one of those people who's like, well, he... He's only been in Twilight. I just haven't seen what else he's done because it's not really been my my vibe of weird indie stuff. Well, and you famously love Twilight, so <laughs> no, I recognize Twilight. It's one of your favorite films. Icon. Five of your favorite yeah. films, actually. <laughs> but I also haven't even bothered to watch the teaser they released for the Batman, so I don't. I don't have. Any oh yeah, neither did I. About this movie. <laughs> I read an article that had it implanted in there and I was like, nah. Yeah, it's not worth the 45 seconds even. Uh, but it's like I have to watch a advertisement for like Yo Play or something first. Like, no, yeah, I just don't have just the too stamina. Much of a commitment in these days. Mm-hmm. I have too much going on, you know? <laughs> so much going on. Um, but also, uh, a TV show has decided to. Um, reveal to to do to go live during coronavirus so dancing with the stars and now oh i had this news too (laughs) it's all that happened okay and the only reason i've been following tangentially is because i follow caitlin bristow of bachelor fame on instagram and she was one of the first people announced as the cast earlier when like Chris Harrison told her because she's always wanted to be on blah 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 blah. Anyway, so they revealed the official cast list 
And it is just a who's who of <laughs> just like D-list celebrities. No, it's literally <laughs> like they went to Netflix and were like, can we have 15 of your uh, <laughs> cast members from your various shows? They're yeah. all from Netflix, I swear. <laughs> well, and you have Nelly. So I guess that's Yes, a, and Nelly. But there's a, a girl from Selling Sunset. There's a yes. girl from One Day at a Time. There's a girl from <laughs> Cheer. There's Carol Baskin from, um, from uh, Tiger there's the, King. There's the coach from Cheer, okay? Oh, Put okay. I didn't watch name, I didn't but... watch Cheer. I just saw a name of someone that said in Cheer. <laughs> She's the, the only coach. person I the only person I recognize from Cheer is the is the Jerry. one uh yes. Because and the other reason I know him is because Laura Dern saw him at the Vanity Fair red carpet party after the Oscars and was like Jerry, and I was like, must be important. Laura Dern's into it. Great if he was on Dancing with the Stars, I'd probably would have been more likely to watch at least his dances. But yeah, it's a weird slew. So you've got Carol Baskin, which I think is the big, the big surprise. Um, How do you feel about that? I mean, you know, she's accused of murdering her husband i mean you know i'm into it i've i've fully come around to appreciating carol baskin for her lunacy and i think that she will be a very funny person to be on dancing with the stars because she seems game for just about anything Mm. like her and her husband are so strange in all of their weird clips like you know that they're gonna stick her in only tiger print that they're gonna have her be doing all kinds of dances to like eye of the tiger and weird songs like that she's only gonna be on the show for three weeks because she's gonna be terrible (laughs) i i'm just like well, I mean, that's the, you can tell, like, looking at the list, you know who's going to be around the right. longest. It's a popular. Like, contest. it's going to be Nelly. It's going to be Johnny Weir, the figure skater. Like, those are the people. It's going to be the cheer coach. Like, the three of them pencil them in for, like, the finals right now. <laughs> wow. I think. You heard it here first. You think the final three are is uh, Coach, Johnny Weir, and Nelly? Yeah, because because <laughs> they're the ones who have like dancing experience. I guess. I mean, you know, yeah. yeah te- I'm assuming the cheer that. coach is also yeah. a dancer. It's or was at some point. Johnny <laughs> wears a figure yeah. skater, and they always do well. Yeah. And isn't Nelly a dancer? Like, doesn't he, he dance in his I music mean, videos? And stuff? I think he kind of. Bops, I don't know. You know. He's okay, <laughs> maybe he doesn't. Maybe, so maybe not Nelly. But also, he's like he's he feels old, like he'd have right? a. He feels like he'd have. The audience of people watching Dancing with the Stars is also an audience of people who would love Nelly. They're like, I remember him. Would vote for Nelly, you think? Well, maybe not my mom, but I feel like there people who are in their like forties are watching Dancing with the Stars, and I think people in their forties like Nelly. Okay, (laughs) sure, yeah, maybe. Here's the here's the thing about Carol Baskin, though. You can tell that she's the get because in the commercials for this that I've seen, they go through the entire cast in alphabetical order and then it's and Carol Baskin. <laughs> so that's how you know that she's like yeah. the the star of this season. It's every been a season long year. every season has one person who's like they got that person and last <laughs> time it was Sean Spicer and this time it's Carol Baskin. I think Sean Spicer was like 2 years, wasn't it? Okay, whatever. <laughs> Whenever he was, that was the person and now it's Carol yeah. Baskin. No, I mean they they go live next week, so I guess if you're into that, you can watch their stuff. They're they're doing this weird thing. I mean, not weird. They're having all the contestants like obviously quarantine um, and so they can't like interact with each other. 
And that includes these professionals who a couple of them are married to each other, but they can't live together because they don't want a situation where one of them gets COVID and then you take out like two teams, you know? Right. So it'll be interesting to see how this goes down. It's kind of like all these weird COVID firsts of will this actually work out? <laughs> also, they fired the host Tom Bergeron yeah. for some reason after like 20 some seasons and now they have Tyra Banks. Yeah. They're freshening up. It's a it's a it's definitely probably a move that was made in haste due to the Black Lives Matter movement and people being like, oh, representation, I guess we'll just get this woman up here and see how it goes. So couldn't they just have canned the co-host, though? And because br- they've <laughs> switched through a bunch of those people. I mean, I guess Tyra probably wouldn't want to be the co-host, but yeah. you can't tell me that they couldn't have gotten some other former cast member from this to be the co-host because that's usually what they do. Are you a big Tom Stan, or are you just? I mean, I just think just he's funny and nice, yeah. and the fact that he's been on there for so long, it's like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, you know. <laughs> and I feel like Tyra Banks is one of those people who. Aside from America's Next Top Model, like, what exactly is she doing now? And they just keep rolling her around from different reality shows. She was a she was a judge on the Arnold Schwarzenegger season of The Apprentice. It's like, just calm down, lady. What? That's her job. She goes around and does these sort of TV. Right. But like, she can't be just taking everybody's job in the she first. She came for Ivanka Trump's job. Now she's taking Tom Bergeron's job. Like, rude. Come on. You got to give her a chance. She earned it. Probably. Also, I've heard. Also, I've heard uh, like Ellen type things about Tyra Banks. Oh, really? That seems yes. like a made-up thing you just threw in at the end. No, <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. Look it up. You're just, like, starting rumors yourself. You're like, Tyra Banks isn't even nice. And Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion is no, really bad. No, no. <laughs> okay, well, honestly, that's all the news I had, so... Um. Yeah, uh, Brie Larson <laughs> was on her weird YouTube channel was talking about roles that she... Uh, supposedly auditioned for and one of them was the main role in pitch perfect and i was like whoa oh, that's that's an interesting yeah. uh thought exercise I mean, also apparently she was up it. for a role in avatar which i was like <laughs> which Lucky. one like zoe saldana <laughs> or like sigourney weaver was like who like, was she yeah. supposed to play in that i mean probably just like a side bit character you know but lucky her she got out of that 20-year contract or whatever they're stuck yeah in. Uh, good for her Back on YouTube. I'm proud of her. She's well, Yeah, she's roles. made a couple of weird <laughs> videos, which I've only... They're like 50 minutes long, so I only watch, like, yeah. you know, clips. But <laughs> shall we get to love it or hate it? Yes. Since we have nothing else going on. Yeah. I've been rewatching New Girl, and that's all I've been doing with my time. But I didn't want to talk about it because it's old news, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, I did also hit my benchmark of reading a hundred books this year so oh my gosh already (laughs) congrats to me i want to give you like a reading comprehension (laughs) test on these like okay i'll do it (laughs) what was the name of the mom and normal people yeah (laughs) um but i wanted to share my favorite book overall and then my favorite that i read this month so (laughs) oh okay okay go for it um overall i think of my 100 books i read and on average i did a better job of picking 
books this year instead of just reading trash like I did last year. So did you read a hundred last year too? No, 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 no. Last oh. year I only got to like sixty, I think. Oh, okay, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> yeah, just a really low year for me. Um, but I've really loved a lot of books this year, so this was hard. But I think it goes back to one I read back in January that I maybe I know I talked to you about, and maybe I did mention on the podcast, but. It's called The Overstory by Richard Powers. And it's this really, really good like literary novel that's basically follows the intersection of these five characters and their relationship to these trees in their lives. Like it's, it sounds very weird, but it's all about trees and and sort of like how trees <laughs> describe it because it sounds so nerdy and I it's know the giving tree insane. but for adults yeah. <laughs> yeah but it turns into this really interesting like at first it's just these random like vignettes about like the life of a tree in this generational family and then you realize like these characters are going to intersect and they all become sort of wrapped up in this um like save the trees sort of uh what's the term not espionage but like they're trying they're like a extremist group that kind of gets in over their heads oh trying a tree cult to save yeah <laughs> yeah trying to save the trees and it just becomes really emotional and interesting and all about like how we need to be more in tune with like our natural world natural world and you also it was just so beautiful and all of it was just so interesting and as someone who is like environmentally conscious it was like it was just like really moving, but I also think it had such interesting characters and just how they all came together was one of those sort of like, you know, slowly step back and see the whole picture and it kind of just blows your mind to see all the intersections. So that was a delight if you're looking for something to really like inspire. But then this last month, I read this book called The Power, The Female of the Species by Mindy McGinnis. And it was so good. And this is like a YA dark contemporary that's about a girl who, when her sister is brutally raped and murdered and the guy isn't convicted, she takes revenge in her own hands. And literally the book starts with her murdering the guy. And then it's about her senior year in high school and how she's trying. She knows she's not normal and she's trying to like not hurt anyone else you know <laughs> but then she befriends these other people and there's a little romance in there and so it's all about this like <laughs> really wild take on like feminism and sexual assault and um wait does she have like powers or something no 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 she oh, just no, mur- okay. she's just like a serial she's killer, just like basically. oh oh she's a serial killer <laughs> well i mean i guess she's a she's a killer who doesn't think she's a psychopath because it's always motivated by like feeling too much about these douche lords who take women this is like this is the plot of of like every uh liam neeson movie <laughs> but instead of liam I mean, neeson it's a teenage yeah, girl but you add some you add some feminism in there you get some high school romance it's, it's cold pursuit meets sure. mrs america yeah, and shelby yeah. is in <laughs> it's a lot better than that and i should have like written a better elevator pitch but i loved it it was really well written the characters are very interesting and fun and it was so surprisingly dark that it was just like a delight to read a ya novel that wasn't afraid to go there you know 
Oh my gosh. Well, I, I have the overstory on my shelf back in New York and I'm planning okay. on reading that. The, not the uh, female of the species. You know, I, lo- I do love trees and yeah. I'm going to go there first and then yeah. and then do Teenage Serial Killer maybe oh, later. That's so good. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> okay. But what's your, what have you been up to this week? I did not intend when I woke up yesterday morning, I did not think that yesterday would go the way it did, but mm. I somehow managed to watch all three of the Bill and Ted movies, <laughs> which I had really no interest in watching previous yeah, I to was this. Surprised. My uh, I'm staying in Florida and my uncle lives down here. And it was his birthday, and he we had sort of been talking about like wanting to go see the new Bill and Ted movie, which is Bill and Ted Face the Music. It just came out mm-hmm. both in theaters and on demand. Mm-hmm. Which is a weird thing. And because it's both in theaters and on demand, it's not playing like at any of the big theater chains. It's only playing at random small theaters. So anyways, he'd been talking about this for like several weeks now. And I was sort of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I really have no interest <laughs> in watching these movies. So like, sure, whatever. But then yesterday, my air conditioning broke. So he, <laughs> we, he came over and we were sort of like waiting for the repairman to get here. And he was like, oh, Bill and Ted's on the sci-fi channel. We can watch it. So I was like, okay, sure, <laughs> fine, whatever. So we watched the first one, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which came out in 1989. Mm-hmm. It stars Keanu Reeves. And it was such a fun movie it's like these two guys these two sort of like dumb slackers in high school who have to do this history project and they don't really know or one of them is going to get shipped off to a military school and in the future they realize that these two are going to like save the planet and so they send a time machine back to the 80s to help them with this history report and how they end up helping them is that bill and ted then go back in time and get all of these figures from history and bring them to their high school presentation Mm -hmm. and (laughs) i was sort of expecting it to be your typical 80s comedy which like hasn't really aged well and it's like lots of jokes that are sort of like cringy and off color but it was just very sweet and i felt like held up spectacularly and was very fun and is really short just like the perfect little like boop of a movie <laughs> so really enjoyed that then in the after and thought like okay well maybe i'll watch a, a second one sure then in the afternoon my uncle called me and was like the third one's on at the theater at 720 so start the the second one right now so then i had to turn on uh youtube <laughs> which apparently had the second one where they go to hell the second one bill and ted's bogus journey came out in 1991 not great it's it's yeah, fine i never saw that one yeah it's like yeah whatever but, but i watched it and then we went to and then immediately after he picked me up and went to this theater no one was there to see bill and ted face the music shocker of all <laughs> shockers because it's 20 it's 30 years later now i think at this point but the new one is sort of about their daughter's who are you know trying to help them like write this song that is going to save the universe and they have to go back through time and find all of these like musicians and then bring them to the future to help them write this song and it was sort of a little bit all over the place but it was also very sweet and fun and Samara Weaving from Ready or Not which is famously a better movie than Parasite was in it as one of the daughters so Yeah, it was sort of a very weird day to just watch all three of these. And 
The first one is by far the best, but <laughs> it was a fun trilogy. And also all three of them are like 90 minutes or less. So I watched all three and it did not feel oppressive at all. And I just thought yeah. people need to be making shorter movies these days. Like give me a 90 minute movie. So perfect. Yeah, no, I felt that sitting through Tenet for sure. Yeah, I thought that could have been trimmed by about half. So I, I feel I agree. Be oh, well, we'll, well, we'll get into Tenet on the Thursday episode. But yeah. so wait, so you had seen so you've seen the first one? Yeah, we grew up on that for sure. Um, My oldest brother is really into I mean, into that. And he loved the new one. I haven't seen the new one. I don't know if I ever will. <laughs> but it's just like it is like a a charming and endearing sort of humor. But it's also just kind of dumb <laughs> yeah it's 100 percent kind of dumb but it's very yeah. like sweet the whole it's sort of <laughs> yeah. nice core i guess and yeah. i feel like in this time of you know corona and unrest it felt very nice to just watch a movie about two guys who like really really love their wives and daughters trying to like yeah. go through time <laughs> and rescue random musicians like i was into it yeah. so but okay well i guess that's our episode We'll be back on Thursday to talk about Tenet, which do we understand fully? Hmm, we shall see, but we both saw it. Uh, until then, you can follow us on social media. Shelby, I'm assuming that our merch will be going up there shortly. Oh, yeah. Uh, TBD, but I'll definitely work on it. You know, we'll have to get some high quality headshots. And, uh, and I just really want to make sure this is the best, like... High quality merch for sure. We need a controversial name for our merch, a la kimono. So if we could come up with something that's like <laughs> slightly cultural appropriation, but also has our name in it, merch works. You know, it's not a it's not a fashion line. It's just <laughs> not yet. It's just the P.S. You're wrong merch. You know. But sure, yeah, we'll we'll think about it. Yeah, we'll workshop it. Send us your emails if you have any ideas, and of course, we're always looking for a better name for our uh, community we've built here <laughs> i don't think pissers shows the right amount of respect but you know how matt feels about anything nation so and please uh leave us a review so that poor luke <laughs> does not feel like he has to just like keep sending us emails <laughs> to <laughs> uh, make us not look like losers <laughs> um yes this has been great we'll see you on thursday <laughs> bye